This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Find what you're looking for Inside that record store Across the whole world They've gone Searching for shelves of gold To find that perfect score You're listening to the record story Come You're listening to the record story Come Okay, welcome back for another edition of Record Store Recon, the podcast episode. And this this episode, we're going to be talking about record breakers in Chicago, Illinois. We're going to be talking to Dr. Disc, our traveling anonymous reporter on all things record stores. How you doing, Dr. Disc? Doing well, staying healthy. Have you talked to some of the record store owners about what they're going through now, stores are starting to reopen. Um, I guess some of them did well with online sales since stores were closed for the last few months. Yep. I've had a conversation with several of them. It's really based on what the States are doing. I know a lot of the record stores in California I've talked to, they're basically just doing curbside uh, pickup. Um, But in the Midwest, some places like um, Wisconsin, they're actually starting to open up the stores. They started to open up the stores last week and letting small groups in at a time. Mm. And uh, on the East Coast, again, it depends. It kind of seems to be what whatever the state is doing, uh, stores are trying to do uh, to follow suit. Right. And uh, next, next month, we will uh, really dive into one of our stores that's opened probably earlier than a lot of other stores and how they're dealing with it. So... Look forward to that to next next month. Which which store is that? Can you give us that a... will be Mad City Music out of Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, but today we're going to talk about a specific store, Record Breakers in Chicago, and they you you give them high marks. Um, you don't give them a perfect score, but you give them high marks, and you talk about how they they pass the test with branding. You bought, I guess you, you thought it was a great store logo t-shirt. They had all the, they had all the stuff you liked with their brand on it. You thought they did a good job of promoting themselves. Um, and additionally, Eric, the co-owner used to be an audio engineer or he still is. Obviously he has the skill set, and they sell some great studio equipment there. That's correct. As well as doing repair work still. So you could bring in your turntable, and if it doesn't, I have to bring in mine because it doesn't return after the end of the album. Um, he could fix it. Yeah. 
Um, see, that, is, that is correct. I took mine in, but it's a uh, old. I've had it since I was a um, since I was like fifteen. It's a Techniques uh, turntable. It's really good, but it it doesn't return on me now, so I gotta bring it in. And there are really no good ones in Connecticut. So, what would happen if I talk to Eric and does he? Do you have to walk in with the equipment? Can you ship it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'd imagine that he would, if you're willing to pay for it, I'd imagine he's be, he'd be willing to work on it if you ship it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just had a conversation with him about three or four weeks ago, because I've been calling a lot, on a lot of the stores just to see how they're doing. And, and Record Breakers is another store that really has beefed up their online presence and their website to, um, you know, to deal with the COVID-19 sales loss, because uh, stores in, in Illinois are completely shut down. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Next to the major city of Chicago. Um, yeah, I should contact him for that because I've also been looking for, since he's an audio engineer, he probably knows a lot about turntables to the extent where my dust cover broke, which, you know, kind of, it, it's hooked up to the turntable, so it opens up like a, you would open up a chest. And uh, that part broke and I've been looking for a replacement and they don't make them anymore for this specific turntable. So it's kind of like I would have to catch lightning in a bottle and find something to, to repair that. So maybe I'll, I'll contact him. Who knows? Yeah. Out of of all the stores I've ever visited, he probably has the most knowledge of any store um, salesperson I've talked to um, about, you know, audio engineering. Now he may not know, you know, where he can get you apart, but I would imagine if anybody does, it would be him. So if it's someone in Chicago and they want to go in when they reopen, um, what kind of equipment would they find? Not just turntables, right? The speakers? No, he had, he had receivers and there may have even been a tape tech or two there. Um, most of the, I think most of the repair work he does, he does kind of behind the scenes. And so yeah. they didn't have, you know, he doesn't have it like all laying out in the store. And, and the store is really clean um, and and very easy to just get around in. So I, they don't have a lot of, you know, just pieces scattered all over the place. I saw that. They they have a clean hardwood floor. They have all the records seem organized. They have a television set up, brick walls. Looks kind of nice, man. Lighting is really professionally lit. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's... It's interesting. I mean, the, the, the this record store has kind of seen it all, and uh, it, you know, it started out in 1988 in a in the suburbs, northwest suburbs of Illinois, mm. and uh, was probably one of the more popular record stores to visit when it was from the original owner when it was in um, a, a little city called Hoffman Estates. Then they moved. The owner decided he wanted to get into live music, and so he basically picked up the whole record store and took it into the city. And opened up um, a bar slash record store called Reggie's, where the record store was on the second floor of this bar. And the bar has gotten pretty popular, especially in the area of like alternative and, and punk mm. music. Um, probably one of the better small venues in the, in the Chicagoland area, actually, right now. And he sold the record part of it to Eric and, and Eric's co-owner who relocated it out, you know, where they're at now at 2935 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago. And that, that happened around 2015, 16. 
So it, it's it's seen all different styles of um, incarnation. So when he sold it, he sold basically all the inventory, the brand, um, equipment that was there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he must have had a hell of a collection, too. A lot of record stores, um, as some um, customers don't know, have just as many records in storage, whether it's in another location or in the basement or the attic. Um Real um, hardcore record collectors that I know always go in a store and ask, "Can I see your basement? Can I yeah. see your attic?" And we we've talked about that in several of our reviews. Uh, yeah. One of the stores that I did up in in Minnesota, up in Duluth. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Globe News um, when he has more inventory in another warehouse than he yeah. does in his own, Amazing. you know, in his shop. And I've, I've heard that from several stores, um, so I don't. I, I don't think that that's uncommon. So there's a lot of room in the store, and they have, in the back they have. Uh, there's enough room for bands to perform, right? Yep, and they and they have bands perform there. I believe he said on a monthly basis, and they do a lot of really nice stuff around Record Store Day. But and it's a nice again. Uh, it's probably one of the nicer stage areas that mm. I've seen for bands to play in. Probably the. The only other one that I can compare it to is um, the new Grimey's location has a really nice stage, as you can imagine. But this one's probably maybe even a little bit bigger than the Grimey stage. Well, I'm wondering because since he's an audio engineer, he knows stereo equipment, he must know how to set up a nice PA uh, for this, for small space and for bands. And didn't you say he's also a DJ as well at the store? Uh I don't remember that. Um, okay. That might have been our last review that that we oh. talked about. That um, oh, he also right in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I think this guy can easily, you know, hook up that PA, and it could be a nice uh, part. You know, he could probably even be a good DJ too. But you said well, there's, there's good I music playing. Yeah, I am, once he reopens, I am going to get out there when he has a band because. Like you're saying, I'd like to hear how it sounds. I'd, right, I'd right. Like sounds really good. When, it, when they're playing live music. I mean, I'm sure you can't uh, go in there and play like The Who or, you know, Man of War. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I sometimes wonder, you know, being in, if you own a record store and you're in a city like Chicago, having a small stage doesn't help you knowing that so many big artists pass through the city you know, the, the opportunity to possibly get somebody who'd be like, you know, hey, I'm going to be in town anyway. Why don't I stop by and do an in-store? Um, and and I, it'd be great for, I wish record labels would bring those back for a lot of stores. Uh, but I know budgets are different now and, and you don't see a lot of in-stores anymore. Well, let me ask you, um, he said that he, he was disappointed uh, that obviously all record stores are disappointed that this pandemic fell on uh, record store day and now record store day is going to do, do these drops this year, three times. Um, you said he's looking forward to that. Um, is he going to yeah. do something special? Those three, um, I believe they fall on, I forgot what the dates are, but is, is he going to do something special every month? Yeah, you know, I think, I don't think he'll, well, I, I don't want to speak for him. I don't remember him telling me if he was going to have, you know, bands there. I know he's going to have, you know, a special display for the for the dropped items. Hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, as he kind of shared with me, because the positive 
um, is that you're going to get these people now who are going to come in three times instead of just one time. And maybe they're more likely to buy other things also that you have in store. And so now you're going to get them to do that three times versus just one time. But, you know, a lot of stores live on the revenue from record store day to carry them through the very lean months. Mm -hmm. And, and so they're not able to do that now. And so, you know, it's a trade-off. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, what record store day does moving past this because, you know, based on the feedback from stores, what, you know, what they'll end up doing. I love that you pointed that out because usually I have a natural affinity to any record collector, but one of my disagreements with some are they poo poo record store day. And I don't think they're seeing the big picture that it's really, really helping the record stores. And that's what it's all about. So stop complaining about, you know, high prices or this being a cash grab. It's to help the record stores. And I know it's kind of a bummer when eBay, people go on eBay and spin, you know, turn on the albums and make them expensive. But, you know, you don't have to buy them on eBay. You can well, wait. That's, that's the point I've always made to people. You know, where I've been discouraged is when I've seen, and, and there's not a lot out there, but I have seen a couple of stores where yes. they'll, they'll pull some inventory and then they'll put it up on eBay themselves later on at a much higher rate than what the, you know, what it was selling for in the store. But, you know, if, if I bought it for 15 and I sell it for 20, once it leaves my store, do I really care if you can sell it for 40? Yeah. You know, that's, that's not my concern. My concern was getting it out of my store and making a decent margin initially. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They got to, they got to look at the big picture. And I even have talked to record store owners that, uh, they don't like record store day, which I blows my mind. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> no, there was there's there was one record store that I talked to in Boston a couple of years ago, where he flat out said he refuses to participate in record store day because he said his regulars were getting upset that you know all these people were coming in and didn't care about all the other stuff. And mm -hmm. okay, you know that's the direction you want to go. That's up to you. Yeah, they're missing the big picture. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to these RSD drops, um, September, October, November. Um, you know, and I, you got to remember there's Black Friday as well. Yeah. And, you know, November. for my check, for my bank account, it'll be, it'll be a little healthier too, because I can <laughs> spread out the pain over a few months instead of incurring it all at once. Yeah. You don't have to save up. That's right. So anyway, um, also he, he also hangs up artwork from yep. Chicago artists like painters. Um, so you can see some fine art, correct? In the store? Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it's interesting cause he doesn't call it the store walls. He says the gallery walls, which uh. I think shows the level of quality the store is. I mean, it would, it, it, just semantics when you call something a gallery, you know, it's going to have a slightly higher level of, of um, look to it. And it does. I mean, this store, he's gone all out. It, it's, it's one of those stores that you would want to hang out in um, and just sit around and talk and listen to, you know, music. And it, so it had a very warm feeling to it. And the artwork adds to it. And he does he have local Chicago musical artists as well? Yep. Oh, good. Yep. Now, you said that he is, his prices are pretty decent, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I, I did not find a used copy of Rumors. But um, I did find a, a measure stick. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did find an original Any Nowhere League first pressing. Wow. That I think that I think I paid like twelve or fourteen dollars for. I was really impressed with it. And um so yeah, his prices were I was very happy with them. Which leads me to another question. You said that when he bought the store, um there the guy was the the record the oh, excuse me. The club that it was that was underneath was mostly punk alternative, making me think: Was the inventory mostly punk and alternative? Did they buy an inventory that was lean towards those genres? Yeah, I would imagine they did because that was probably the type of person who was coming to the store um, or to the bar. But I will, you know, way back in the days, again when it was out in the suburbs, this store carried everything, including. And, and I'll admit, you know, it's, it's not the most, uh, well, as long as the FBI is not listening, I guess, um, <laughs> I, I would buy some live show tapings. That, it's that okay, Alan, well, everyone sale. does it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone buys it. Um, they can't, they can't, uh, they can't spank the fan for being a fan. You know, if yeah, you see, they, if they you probably see... had the largest VHS collection of live shows I had ever seen in my life. Unless Neil Young is going to tackle you. I don't know if you've seen that video of him trying to yell at the poor store clerk for having bootlegs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, please. But anyway, we love you, Neil, but what the hell? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you check the prices online, too. Uh, I have to go and see if they're decent. Um I'm sure they are if the regular inventory at the store is. Uh, but you could go to www.recordbreakerschi.com. The CHI, obviously, for Chicago. Um, yeah. And what was around there? What was around the neighborhood there? It's, it's actually um, a neighborhood that's really kind of cleaning up. Um, and, and he and I talked about that because he was, you know, right before COVID hit, mm -hmm. the neighborhood was really, and the businesses in the neighborhood were really putting a lot of money into everything to kind of really make that um, a, a trendy a place, spot to kind of hang out. Yeah, and place to go for obviously it's, everything's on a standstill right now. So I'm yeah. anxious to see, but I mean, I felt, I, I enjoyed the area. It, I wasn't the least bit concerned. I found parking right in front, and which sometimes can be difficult in a, in a major city. Um, so, I to me, it had everything I needed to to be a really good store. Is it far from its uh, second location when it was above a a club? Yeah, it's it's not near there anymore. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, people should check this out online. Help record breakers. Help your local record stores. I know I'm going to do some purchases um, this month. I try to do every month. Um, usually I don't buy online. I go to the store directly, but I'm going to start buying online. I know you're doing that as well, Dr. Disc. Yes, um, I am. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next time. What's up next time? So we're going to, again, we're going to talk about Mad City Music in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll see you then, okay? Talk to you next month. Thanks, Dr. Disc. Okay, listeners, thanks for listening again to the Record Store Recon episode. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com and get exclusive content and a percentage off of your subscription price. We'll see you next time on the Record Store Recon and also the Goldmine Podcast. Bye now. 
find what you're looking for Inside that record store Across the whole world They've gone Searching for shelves of gold To find that perfect score You're listening to the record story Come You're listening to the record story Come It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 